Alrighty, good evening everybody. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, and we are moving through each division in the NFL, uh, assessing their draft, and we are up to the NFC North, and uh, Wiz, I guess, uh, the Chicago Bears, I don't know if you want to call it learning from lessons, I, I don't know what exactly to call it, because we know the Mitch Trubisky era is over, uh, they chose Trubisky over such players like Deshaun Watson, uh, Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> to mention a few guys, and uh, they've done it again. They moved up in this draft, and they picked up a quarterback that a lot of people did have as basically the number two or three quarterback in this draft, and that's Justin Fields. So time will tell what will happen here. We know Andy Dalton was signed in the offseason. So let's talk a little bit in more in depth about the Bear draft, with, uh, where the Bears also, in addition to in, in addition to Fields, they they potentially bring a lineman into the fold here with Tevin Jenkins, and and actually it makes it more meaningful because you know after the draft they cut Charles Leno, a, a longtime uh, Chicago Bear. So look, the Bears coaching staff has definitely been scrutinized. Ryan Pace management has been scrutinized a lot here. So I want you to give your assessment of what the Bears did in this draft, Wiz. Yeah, I think, you know, Bears management felt they needed to make a a kind of a splash. And they, I don't think at any point were fooling anyone, you know, that they were feeling good with Andy Dalton going in there uh, as a starter. So uh, there's a lot to like about Justin Fields. So I, I thought, you know, that you know, making a splash move like that, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, but they had some terrific picks along the way, but um, you know, some of them are a little bit questionable as to did they need a player at that position. So Kevin Jenkins, first round tackle, in my opinion, a, you know, guy that could have been taken anywhere from 20 to 32, was taken 39th. That was one of the best picks of the entire draft from Oak State for the Bears. I thought that was amazing. Um, I like Khalil Herbert as a running back a lot. But their best player last year was Montgomery. They signed Damian Williams, and now they're bringing like a Khalil Herbert. That's going to make one confusing situation for fantasy owners uh, to try and decipher out. But the player is terrific. And then with their six-round pick, they took a player who really probably should have been drafted in the third or fourth round in Thomas Graham. And the only reason I think he was lasted until the sixth round is because he didn't play. He opted out of the 2020 season, but he has a lot of good tape and good games is freshman, sophomore, and junior years. And uh, I thought that was a great pick and amazed that he fell that far down to round six. So they only had seven picks. Uh, They made a splash pick. They made a need pick with Tevin Jenkins, a terrific pick. They got Khalil Herbert, who's a a very, very good running back, a guy they like. I like in round six, great value, but I'm not sure how that's going to play out in terms of playing time. I know it's depth, but I don't the rookie contract, and they just brought in Williams, so we'll have to see how that plays out. And uh, and uh, some some interesting players in, uh, in Graham as well. So I thought as for the fact that they didn't have much draft equity and they made a trade to give up some future picks, I thought they had a very good draft. All right, and we know the Lions, uh, you know, that pick at number seven, uh, you know, you and I talked about this a lot. What, what were the Lions going to do? We do know that they need players on both sides of the football. Their receiving core 
definitely decimated a bit, uh, you know, in, in the in the offseason with losing Galladay and Marvin Jones. Now, they have added some veterans. Uh, Khalil Raymond, formerly of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Brashard Perryman is now on this team. Tyrell Williams, formerly of the Raiders and the Chargers. So they've added some veteran guys who are not necessarily consistent ball players, But... You know, th- we felt that this could have gone receiver, but when you're staring at a player like Penny Sewell, who the, who we thought that the a team like the well could have been the Viking, uh, sorry, could have been the Dolphins, but more than likely we thought that the Bengals should have taken this player. They didn't do so, and and that was the player that was left standing there. And the Lions decided to take the best lineman in this draft. Um, they addressed the receiver position a little bit later. A, a player that whose brother is in the NFL already, um, player out of USC, uh, Amron uh, St. Brown, who who likely will be, uh, I guess, you know, the front runner to play the slot on this team. Um, and they added some defe- defensive players, uh, Levi Onwazirki from, from Washington, Ali McNeil from NC State, um, and the rest of the, you know, they picked up uh, you know, Meloenfu from, from Syracuse and Derek Barnes later in the draft uh, at linebacker from Purdue. So they did address a very bad defense. Um, they did address the receiver position and they just had a player I think in Sewell that was just too hard to pick up uh, to, to pass up when I think like you and I agreed that the Bengals were the team that should have taken him but when he's staring him in the face they have to go with that and uh, that's what they decided to do in the uh, new Jared Goff era in Detroit. Absolutely I think you know there's no way that Panay Sewell uh, should have been taken seventh. Uh, I think a case could be made that, you know, pro position, he might have been the best player in the entire draft. Um, just, a, just a, a terrific player, uh, you know, just an aggressive. He plays nasty. He plays mean. And he is a tremendous athlete at left tackle or right tackle, wherever they're going to end up putting him. So that was that was good. And, look, it, the Lions didn't have a lot of picks, and they had a lot of stuff to do. So I, I thought they did, they did well taking a couple of defensive linemen. Uh, McNeil from NC State, I thought it was very, very, very good value. Yeah, the, the aforementioned uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown, um, is the brother of Equimania St. Brown from the from the from the Packers, and uh, yeah, I mean he's gonna he's gonna start right away. Uh, he can catch a lot of passes. He may work really well with Jared Goff. Uh, looking at that, and then I thought it was a very very interesting pick, Jamar Jefferson, the last their last pick in round seven from Oregon State is a good player. Um, the Lions uh, just released Kerryon Johnson. So uh, I think there's a real chance, even with Swift and Jamal Williams from the Packers signing with them, that uh, Jamal Jefferson is going to make that team. And uh, he's a guy, I guess, to keep an eye on. Uh, and uh, if, there, if there were to be an injury to one of the two other players, uh, I think then he could become a fantasy factor. But I like what the Lions did. Look, there's a lot to accomplish, and I think they kind of like are working their way from the inside out by drafting offensive and defensive linemen with their first three picks. Yeah, and I think, you know, look, it, this is the way, it, like the running back position in the NFL, um, it, it's, it, it, Kerryon Johnson was a darling in drafts a couple of years ago. Like, you look how quickly, and I, I don't know if he lands on his feet somewhere in this league. Injuries have plagued that player uh, consistently in his career, but that's just the way, that's what, that's the way it works in the NFL. And, you know, we, we know this was a player that was coveted and, and thought was going to be a, a, you know, a game changer for the Lions. It just never came to be because he couldn't stay on the field. So, and that's that. So let's move on to the Minnesota Vikings, your Vikings. Uh, I will say this. Um, 
I, I found this draft to be, they have, first off, the Vikings had a lot of picks. Uh, I'm going to let you talk a little bit more in detail about it. I, I think as a Viking, as I sit here, uh, we debated it. We thought they had to go offensive line to start and address the edge position later, which is exactly what they did. I think they get a great player in Darasaw, so I'm very impressed with that. Uh, you know, Kellen Mond, is he the future, uh, you know, at quarterback, you know, post Kirk Cousins, I mean, that is a possibility, but that's the direction they went. I thought they took another good line in, in, in Wyatt Davis from Ohio State. Like I said, they addressed later on in the draft edge position at a couple of different times. And I'm somewhat intrigued by Amir Smith-Marset out of Iowa at the receiver position. This doesn't have a lot of competition after Thielen and Jefferson. So he's a guy that I would like you to address. But Wiz, what did you think? I thought the Vikings did very well here. Hopefully you're as pleased as, uh, as I am with this draft because I thought this was one of the better drafts uh, this year in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't give it like the great, uh, you know, rankings that I've seen a lot of people give the give the Vikings draft. I thought they hit a home run with their first pick in the sense that they were able to trade down. They got two third round picks for trading down, and then they they were able to draft uh, Darishaw, a player that I had going thirteen to the Chargers originally, but uh, obviously when Slater became available, he was a pilot grade-wise over Darisho, so they had to take him. So I thought right off the bat, um, they did they did well. I, I don't understand the Kellen Mond pick. I mean, I, if you're going to pick quarterback with that pick, um, I I preferred uh, the, the, the quarterback that uh, the Texans took, um, Davis Mills from Stanford. So he went right after Kellen Mond. So I would have preferred that. And then there was some, you know, give the Vikings credit, I thought they made some good value picks uh, after that. Um, you know, I, I thought Patrick Jones from Pittsburgh was a good pick with their last third-round pick. Um, and, and as you mentioned, some of the wide receivers, Marset from uh, Iowa, could be an interesting player. The Vikings seem to find these diamond-in-the-rough type players. And uh, I, I think overall they had a lot of picks after the trade with the Jets. They were, you know, they were able to have 11 picks in this draft. And I thought they did well. They're another team that needed a lot, but I got to say the bears the lions um they and the and the vikings they moved closer to the packers before the draft even started with the news about aaron Rodgers. so uh these teams that have had good drafts in the nfc north along with how the Rodgers situation can play out as you mentioned to make for an interesting division but i don't think the vikings had a tremendous draft which i've seen a lot of people grade them i thought their draft was good probably above middle of the pack and speaking of the pack uh, we we are at the green bay packers and uh, aaron rodgers era in green bay looks like it's potentially over um we knew that the, coming into this draft that the that the Packers needed to add a lot of different things. Uh, they've, they've definitely been missing a slot receiver. I think there was some opportunity to do something in this draft at the position. I don't think they succeeded once again there. Uh, we know they needed help on that offensive line. They did draft a number of offensive linemen. Uh, the secondary definitely beat up, and that's what they went in with their first pick in the draft uh, with, with Eric Stokes, the cornerback out of Georgia. Uh, but, you know, I look at this draft, and, you know, I don't know. The players don't seem like they're – 
kind of top-notch players that they picked up. Uh, there's a lot of question marks around some of the talent that they accumulated in this draft. And the Green Bay Pack. I don't know, maybe, maybe it was the distraction from the Aaron Rodgers situation, but I don't know. The Packers come out of the draft and this offseason uh, with, with a lot of question marks surrounding his team, and the draft doesn't really help that, in my opinion. I thought their first pick stunk. Um, Eric Stokes, he's a fast, fast player. His instincts are very, very average. I mean, that's the type of player I believe would have lasted well into the second round, maybe even the third round. I hated that pick. Josh Myers, I thought their second round pick was a reach. Ironically, they got a good receiver for Aaron Rodgers in the sense that Mary, Amari Rodgers, we talked about this, you know, about not having a, a really many good slot receivers save Randall Cobb over over Aaron Rodgers' career. And, man, that's what Amari Rodgers can do. He's quick. Um, he can do something after he catches the ball. I thought that was a terrific pick. But i got to say, the Packers draft, with the exception of one or two of their picks, looked to me very uneventful. And uh, I don't really like what they did. And when you start off by missing, in my opinion, badly with your first pick, um, I'm not sure Eric Stokes is going to do much of a better job than Kevin King did uh, for them, who's gone. So um, I don't really like it for Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, look, as you mentioned, the gap was closed and probably closed even more so during the draft. So the Green Bay Packers have a lot to work on here. Obviously, they have a relationship with Aaron Rodgers to men. So big question marks surrounding the Green Bay Packers and their faithful are certainly watching with bated breath as that situation continues to unfold. So Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, that wraps up the NFC North. We're on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Make sure you continue to listen to these draft recaps. And we'll be back next with the... NFC Southwest. Got it.